Hello everybody, welcome to another video of My name is Jet Bond. Uh, welcome back. Hasn't it been a while? It's been a while since I've done one of these podcasts. Life got very busy for a second there. December, January. Oh boy, life got busy. But don't worry, it's starting to slow down again before it gets really busy again uh, for a comedy festival. But in the meantime, we're here, we're now... And we're trying out a new format. I know it sounds a bit crazy for me to try out a new format, because that's literally what the last format was, was just trying out a bunch of different formats. But now, we're going to go... This is kind of like a sub like a like a spin-off of Bonding with Jet Bond. Um, and I'm going to see how it goes. And yeah, join me on this journey. This is the first episode of Jet Rector Commentary. This is what I think I'm going to call this. Jet Rector's Commentary is basically a director commentary, but with me talking, instead of anyone that had anything to do with anything that I'm talking about now. So that does mean that this is a watch-along podcast. So if you can get your hands on the film or movie or TV show that I'm going to be talking about, click play when I click play, and we're going to have a groovy gravy time together. Um, so yeah, the first film, uh, is going to be called P.S. I Love You. Um, don't know too much about this film. Uh, I'm going into a blind. Uh, I suggest you probably go into it, unless you like the film, and then you can just watch, watch along with me. Anyway, so let's just get right to it. So I'm just going into my browser, and we're going to hit, oh, sorry. And we're going to hit the play button. Alright, so basically this is going to be a play-by-play of these these things. You can leave suggestions. I just dropped my phone on the floor. Everything's already going wrong as the logos are playing. The first logo that we're seeing here today, everybody, is Summit Entertainment. Don't know what they're for. So also alongside these things, we're going to be looking at some funny fun facts and all, all the goodness gracious things, the things that come along with it. Sometimes my uh, former speech impediments will come back. Um, but yeah, also, oh, there was another one there, was just, uh, Alcon Entertainment, uh, Wendy Feynman Production, uh, so P.S. I Love You, uh, is a film, it's got 7 out of 10 on IMDb, 25% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 39% on Metacritic. Now we're starting this film with a nice classic opening shot of panning down from the sky like any other good film does. So, P.S. I Love You, uh, I'm gonna talk more about it with... It's a long dolly shot into the, the subway system as our, I want to say, main female protagonist, followed by her uh, staggeringly handsome, I'm assuming, husband uh, that we have here in front of us. I'm not good with actors' names either, so this is going to be a great little watch for me. Uh, so the lead actress in this is Hilary Swank, followed swiftly behind her is Gerard Butler as they're storming. She's, she's storming in front, so she must be mad. Um, cool little red-tiled hallway. Um, and Gerard Butler is clearly apologizing for being Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler is a very interesting character because he can be in literally any film. So this film is technically classified as a, it's either drama. Yeah, it's definitely a drama. It's PG-13. It's a PG-13 film, 2007. Um, they're having a classic couple hallway fight. Classic couple. So also with this, this series, um, I'm kind of having to watch these, um, on mute, um, because otherwise I think copyright is a thing, um, 
so yeah, that's what we're going to get through this, is just a little muted, I'm watching it, so you should be watching it at the same time, but yeah, they're currently arguing on the stairs, they look grumpy at each other, although she looks much more grumpy at him, I watched this movie a while back, um, can't remember anything about it, so this dialogue, I'm sure, some and the website that I'm watching this through does not have captions, so I don't even know what they're saying, so I'm really just guessing what this film is at this point, and they are upset with each other, um, if what I can remember from this film is right, they are complaining about children. They might be complaining about children, but we are currently in the midst of a of an argument, and we can tell that because the camera is not on the tripod. It's a little bit handheld, and that means they're they're angry at each other. Fun fact about this film is that I actually studied media, and I used to overanalyze media, and then write essays about it, and then they would give me good grades. And by good grades, I mean pretty average grades. I never was a star student, but now I can overanalyze films very poorly. Um, so yeah, there's so many things in here in the did you know section, but they're not in like, you guys go on IMDb and go to the did you know section and there's nothing of note in there. Cause I feel like I should be more professional about this film. P.S. I love you. Cause it also sounds like piss. I love you, which if you know anything about anything, you know, I like piss. Um, <laughs> No, um, there's the argument on different sides of the wall. And that, so Jared Butler can really be in anything from 300 to rom-coms. That's what I was talking about before. He can really, just, not that he, he can do anything. He just does anything, which is interesting because he can go from leading man rom-com to like, this is Sparta, which is a ref. I'm going to hopefully cover more movies and films. And they are really yelling at each other. And I feel like Gerard Butler's kind of being a bit of a cunt in this situation. Kind of like a gaslighty kind of... This, basically, telling me right here, toxic relationship. We're starting the movie like, oh, they're toxic because they're arguing. And they're in an apartment together. We're deep into their relationship already. This is how you do storytelling, ladies and gentlemen, and everything else. So, uh... Oh my god. Apparently in this film, Jared, but Jared Butler later had to apologize to his Irish fans in particular for his poor attempt at an Irish accent. Because apparently in this film, he's Irish. Top of the morning to you. But if you're in Ireland, welcome. Um, maybe you avoid watching this film. Um, <laughs> uh, apparently this is based on a novel. This movie is based on the novel. Uh, even though the film is quite different from the novel, all the letters are identical, so that will be more... She's throwing pillows at Joe Butler right now, indicating more that this is not the healthiest relationship. These people are just quite angry, and they're getting undressed at the same time because I think they've just come from a party or a fancy event because they were all d dressed to the nines. Ooh, fun. Ooh. Just, we're going out for supper, and then we're going to have a big fight afterwards, and then we're going to get undressed, because that's how couples work. Fun mirror shot. You could see his reaction to multiple mirrors um, in this film. Uh, just to make sure we're on the same page, everybody, make sure, because uh, I'm currently at the 5 minute and the 39 second mark. So if that's where you're at, she's checking out her shoes. She's touching her shoes. I like a film where, where, where women touch shoes, because it's... Because women have shoe... You know when women have the shoe cupboard? Shoe cupboard... Anyway... Um, apparently... The book, P.S. I Love You, is entirely set in Ireland. 
So, you know, instead of hiring an Irish actor or Irish actors, to be more frank, um, this film decided, hey, why don't we um, not do that <laughs> and get someone else to do a bad Irish accent? So we can start the movie in New York City. Apparently it doesn't happen in the book. Apparently it doesn't happen in the book. He is getting quite upset right now. He's doing the grabby muscle angry. Like, he is attractive looking. Don't get me wrong. Jared Butler is an attractive looking man. But not that he, like, you can, there's attractive Irish people. I'll say it. I'll fight for them. Fight of the Irish. There's a, I, there's a cat. I now own part, I own part of a cat right now. So if there's meowing in the background, my apologies. Anyway, they're still doing the close-ups. Um, not extreme close-up, but just like shot, reverse shot, over the shoulder, close-up shot. Which is just like, you know, the sign of a good film. <laughs> um, this is going to bite me in the butt one day when I do the exact same thing. I, I'm not, oh, he just stormed out of the room. And she's storming out of the room. Oh no, they're going to, are they going to make it? Is it a will they, won't they kind of thing? And no, oh, she, oh, she meekly walks out of the, 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 the closet that she was with. I don't know where she went. He left the entire department entirely wearing nothing but, you know, his singlet. Does anyone know, does anyone wear singlets to go, oh, he is wearing, oh, passionate lovemaking, everybody. We have passionate lovemaking. We are currently seven minutes and 45 seconds in the film and we have, pat like, like, clamoring on top of each other, like, like, I don't know, lifting, lifting someone off the ground level of lovemaking, which I am not that strong in any sense. But, you know, when you look like Jared Butler, you can really just carry Hillary Swank around an apartment and make out. And I'm assuming they are apologizing to each other. I'm so sorry I was upset at the thing that you did and gaslit me for. And he's like, don't worry, baby, I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> I love you, I'm Gerard, but... Oh, he did a bad Irish accent. So, my regular Irish accent will do just fine. Top of the morning to... I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I love you. I love you, Hilary Swank. This, I'm so... Listen to all my Irish fans. I greatly apologize. And on behalf of Gerard Butler, I also greatly apologize for our accents. Um, wow. This film loves a shot reverse shot. Am I right? The, the, the nose touching, talking closely, sorry. I actually really love you. The love of my life. Would you believe it? So this, the, the book was written by Cecilia Ahern. A, a, a Dublin Island. She's from Dublin Island and she's a writer and producer. Um, and would you believe the people who wrote this film? Two dudes. Two dudes. Two dudes. From, I'm, and I'm assuming not from... Uh, yep, nah. <laughs> Richard and Richard and Stephen Rogers. No, his last name's not Richard's last name's not Rogers. Yep, and the and Richard's from New York, so he kind of wanted to make this film a pseudo about him. So good on you, Richard. Um, good on you. You made it a little bit about you. It's so you just took a oh Jesus Christ. Apparently one of the genres in IMDb says that this is a comedy, so that's what... They are still holding each other very closely, and I'm assuming apologizing being... Uh, they're still in the... Babe, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to say the things that I said. Uh, there's so many things that's happening. 
Apparently. <laughs> I'm looking at all the mistakes and they happen later. But I'll tell you when they when they come up. Apparently throughout the movie, Holly's wedding rings change. There are sometimes a silver diamond set on a simple... Set a silver diamond set or a simple gold band. You know what? When you love when you love your lady, you give her about five to six wedding rings just to choose from. Just if you just want to swap between those ones. Um, so, for you PSI love you buffs out there, be sure... Oh, he's doing goofy. He's doing goofy sexy with his suspender underwear. He's doing goofy sexy dancing because he's sexy. And, but he's also a little bit silly and always oh, licking the door. Gerard Butler really can be sexy and goofy. And... Okay, he does look good in suspenders though. But he's so goofy and sexy and oh that's true love. True love. Um but yeah no. Oh boom. He's doing very sexy dancing. Um but like jokingly, and will we see Gerard's Butler's penis in this film? Will this film do it? Judging by its PG thirteen rating, which is strange. I don't think we will oh he just he just lashed himself in the eye with a suspender, which is why I've started the committee on uh, banning suspenders throughout uh, nationwide because I just think they're a dangerous piece of um, uh, wear, formal wear, and I just don't think it should be should be uh, widely an accepted thing. They are making out in the bed because that's all that they will allow for a PG thirteen rating because you know all the all the parental guidance films out there that has. Just macking it on constantly in the first 10 minutes of the film. So yeah, that's really what we're going for right here. Silly Swanks turn off the lights just to indicate permanently that they are definitely going to be sleeping together. Um, but yeah, this film, don't worry, you can still watch it in schools, because I guess it's something to teach. Look, this, this, if this is a turn in like, Irish schools to teach them more about where they come from, they shouldn't. This is not a film for that. It's just, oh, that still... I want to tell you right now, from all this blabbering I've been talking about, still just making out, still macking it on. It is like borderline soft core at this moment. It is just, it's the lukewarmest, oh my, oh my God. Jesus Christ, the thrusting that was happening under those things. And we are in their title so each sequence. Hilary Swank, Gerard Butler, PSI Love You, and it's got his eyes and little, they're black and white photos. Lisa Kudrow's in this film? Oh my goodness. Harry Connick Jr. Gina Gerson. Oh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Like the guy from Super... James Masters, Nelly, uh, Nelly McKay, and Dean Winters. And Kathy Bates. Fairy going in New York. This is not a New York movie. Casting by... Music by John Powell. If you're John Powell... Co-producers James Flynn, Morgan O'Sullivan, and Pete... Pete... Pete. Uh, Mary Ramos was the music supervisor. These front... Who... Why do they get these... I was watching um, The Last of Us. They're all just pictures of New York. Why? It's not a film about New York. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I was watching The Last of Us and I, th I noticed that there was like... It's got like the guy who plays the main guy and then it's got the girl who plays the main girl and then they're like, and this was the production designer. This, and this is the production designer because this is how good the production design is. They are third billing. Like... There's so many, th there's so many, up the top, like up the top I haven't seen much of the costume design, I've seen them take off the costume design if anything, why are we learning who the costumes are, Kathy Bates has a plate full of assorted, um, dipping, f like, f what's the, what's an assorted, like, when you got like long strips like cucumber and carrot sticks and 
like and for dipping for like good like in what's um I'm forgetting every Kathy Bates is in a bar basically right now. There's lots of photos on the wall here. I think that's a photo of Hillary Swank. Um, people are walking into the bar. They are looking cold and they are wearing all black. I have an idea. Oh, Spike from Buffy was putting away the prawns, hugging Lisa Kudrow. Um, play by play. Um, they're all wearing black, so I think something's gone wrong. Uh-oh. Well, something might have gone wrong in my eyes. Um, oh, they're closing, they're closing the curtains. So this is really just an exercise in what can you tell within the frame without hearing anything or knowing any of the context of these films. So that's what this is a test in, is how good is your movie if you're hearing nothing of it? Oh, he died. <laughs> Rest in peace, Gerard Butler. Um... Sorry, Gerard Butler, um, if, you, if, if you're listening to this and you're dead, I'm really sorry. I don't mean to be insensitive, but you died pretty quick into this film for being top billing. <laughs> so he's dead. So is this a ghost story kind of thing? There's a little priest. I think it's priest. It's in an Irish pub. So it's, it's really the bottom of the morning for these guys, um, unfortunately. Uh, so I think they were husband, wife, Hilary Swank. Looking a bit crank, not cranky, sad. I guess I cranky to be funny, but she's just looking sad. James Masters, oh, I love James. If you haven't, you guys love James Masters. He's Spike from Buffy. Lisa Kudrow's uh, Lisa Kudrow from Friends. Uh, Hilary Swank, Kathy Bates. How can we not love a Kathy Bates moment? Why can't I hear anything anymore? My headphones died. Whoops. Oh, there we are. Headphones back on again. Go away, Premiere Pro. Everything's going wrong. Everything's going wrong. Um, not only is Gerard Butler dead, but my headphones died as well. <laughs> We're back, and I—is it a th Is that? Is that a tradition? When an Irish person dies, they do like a shot for every year that they were alive, because that's how you kill every Irish person who's like not like above thirty. I don't know how much an Irish person can drink. That is—I I don't want to delve into stereotypes. But this film is like, everyone has to... If you went to a funeral and they're like, everybody in this room has to do a shot. I would be like, I drove here. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want to do that. Um, that is not something I want to do. But hey, I don't want to be disrespectful to the dead. And someone has just burst in the room wearing the brightest coat I can see. But she's... she's she dressed her down, and I don't know who it is. I have no idea the relationship of this character to anyone else. Um, they're hugging. They're all hugging her, and they look happy to see her. Um, except for James Masters, who looks depressing. Um, that's fine. He plays Spike from Buffy. You guys know Buffy? I hope I get to watch Buffy for this series. That would be fun. They're all having a good piss up, aren't they? They're having a real good piss up. They're having a drink and they're having a, they're having to eat at the pub. This looks like the the nicest pub funeral I've ever seen. I don't know if I'd ever have my funeral in a pub. I'd have my funeral in a pokies. I want people to be able to take something away from my funeral. Um, if you're listening to this and trying to figure out funeral plans for me, do not set it in a pub um, or pokies. This is a joke. These are not my wishes. Um, Kathy Bates, I believe, is the owner of the bar. There is steamed broccoli at the funeral buffet. 
jokes aside, don't fucking serve that at my funeral. That's a genuine one. No steamed broccoli, controversially. You want good food? Everyone I've noticed in this film also is wearing a weird necklace of a sort. There's this one guy, big open collar, and like a, I was going to say a dragon's tooth. Controversially, I don't think dragons exist, but everyone's wearing, except for, except for Hilary Swank. No, Hilary Swank isn't. But I feel like they're like, oh, we're gonna put the we're gonna put a necklace on each person to represent a different their character trait because this person's wearing like a splash of color. Maybe the costume designer is actually ugh, I don't know. If I was a costume designer, I feel like I'd I'd put way too much thought into everything, and that would go over pretty much most people's heads. And I don't think I would be like too upset by it. Like, well, actually, I dressed them in these colors and this print because actually this actually represents this part of their character, and everyone would be like. Yeah, but where's the scarf? Oh, sorry. <laughs> there, this is a trolley here. There you go. I don't know. Costume. De- I would love to get into costume design. Uh, even though everyone really here is just wearing a lot of black and a lot of nothing colors, I feel like a funeral would be pretty easy to, to to costume. Maybe I don't know. I'm not an actual costume designer. I'd tell everyone bring something black. I don't know. Extras would be fun. I haven't seen any too many fun extras in this. They're just like having little chats. The person with the blonde hair that came in late was talking to Hilary Swank. Um, again, I don't know any of the relationships to these people. I, I will watch some films with sub... If they have subtitles, I'm going to watch them. But this film doesn't, so it's basically me guessing. Lisa Kudrow's kissing someone. I don't... All the men in the movie look the same that aren't the famous ones. So, oh, she she kissed him. She was like... Mm. And then she went... She did like a meh. Like a meh. You guys remember when meh came out? I remember when meh came out that was revolutionary and James Masters now is giving a speech to everyone um, and I think if I can remember roughly in this movie James Masters is Irish in this movie again not Irish in the real world I don't think unless he is let's do a little Google ladies and gentlemen let's see James Masters Irish James Masters is he Irish is he Irish is he Irish no, he's not. He's California, and he's sixty. Spikes sixty. Damn, time flies. That's crazy. Shit, be crazy. Okay, so Kathy Bates is having a little, little Frank talk with Hillary Swank while she's getting ice out of the ice bin. I love a good ice bin. Ice bins are good. They, you, you, I got one at my work, and it. I feel powerful. Oh, she's taken the urn home, I guess, into their New York City apartment. On the table, we got the prop master being prop master, and there's actually storytelling because there's so many flowers and cards on the table, but Hillary's like, it won't bring them back. She's not saying anything because she's alone for the first time in a long time, and she only has the remains of Gerard Butler... And the flowers that adorn the kitchen table. That's an interesting choice. That's a very interesting choice. His urn is made out of the same things as his guitar case. His guitar case and his urn look the same. She put it at the foot of her bed on this like little end side table of the bed. And she just poured the pillow and the magazines onto the ground. And I'm assuming it's just like, this is the urn spot where my feet are when I sleep. She's quickly undressing in front of the urn, and I hope we don't see a scene like we saw at the start. Um, 
Oh, she's pulled up. She's whipped out her Motorola telephone. I always get... Oh, she's calling a number. And it's behind. The phone behind her is ringing because I feel like she just needs to call someone. But he won't pick up. Silly lady. He's dead. Um, Is this content? Is this entertainment? Who knows? But if you found a copy of PSI Love You, please text me at 1055-333-9994 and let us know your opinions. Uh, We'll be right back on the line. But right now, we're going to throw right back to Hilary Swank crying in bed just to hear the voicemail. I think that's what she was doing. Back to New York City establishing shot, and she is in the morning, made two cups of coffee. Someone hasn't moved on. She's grabbing all of his clothes in his cupboard and either putting... Yep, she's putting them on like a psycho. Grief isn't real. Grow up. Um, it's a bit sad. Easy peasy. She was watching old... T- oh, she put his coffee cup on top of his urn. Don't want to get that stains in those... That big black leather box. I feel like that would be hot in there. But yeah, she's watching, I want to say, Warner classic movies. Black and white. More like, mmm, you see that? Welcome. Yes. One of those films. You know, the one I'm talking, where there's like super high angle shots of women looking sad. And then she's like, oh, please, I would like to go. Like, I don't remember all of it that much, but it's giving me big, like, may I have another? Oh, now she's watching more Turner Classic Movies. She's, Jesus Christ, the Turner Classic Movie, the guy hit a car. She's just in bed being depresso expresso. Um, We're having the depression montage. I think she's talking to herself at this point. She's leaning over, and... Nope, Jared Butler's not a ghost in this film. Highly disappointing. Whoop. She's opened her eyes, she's noticed something. What has she noticed? Is he in the Turner Classic Movies? She's sitting up in bed. What has she seen? I can't tell because I don't have the audio. I could turn on the audio a little bit. That wouldn't be as fun for you guys. Me having to guess through this film. You guys like films? Or do you guys like movies? They're called movies because the picture moves. She's walking through her dark apartment by herself because whoa he's there back at it again oh he's playing guitar he's playing guitar this is like a little nice dream he's playing guitar in the nud nudie guitar oh he's probably playing something by train the most the artist who makes the most beautiful music as we all know so he's playing train um probably either 50 ways to say goodbye um (laughs) That's really the most important train song. I don't. I can't see any other important ones being there. Um, that would make most sense to play in this scene. Fifty. If it's if it's if anyone wants to tell me what song he's playing, Gerard Butler in the Buff as well. Again, PG thirteen. Um, I hope it is Fifty Ways to Say Goodbye. Or oh, what's the other one? What's the other one? Train does. You guys know Train? Not not the mode of transportation. The artist. <laughs> Drive by. That's right. That's I had to do it like the oh he's not there anymore. She walked around and he was not there anymore. That would have been a fun shooting day. She was was she sleeping with candles on? This dummy, Hillary Swank, more like Hillary burns her apartment down. Um, three weeks later, um, her oh 
looks like my kitchen um, and my coffee table. Oh my god, she's built him a little shrine with, again, I want to say probably candles on 24-7 because she, she was just... Oh, she's been watching t- Time... The, the, the classic movies, but now this movie's in colour. I think that's someone. But she, Hilary Swank has lost it. Depression nest. Look, fair. I think her husband... Uh, I think it's her husband or her boyfriend uh, passed away. She's wearing his clothes um, and his suspenders. And I want to say safely and correctly, not properly. Um, controversially, I don't think it's healthy to be dressing up like your dead husband and dancing around the house while you're trying to set it uh, on fire subconsciously. I want to say that's a bad habit and she should probably see someone professional or controversially, because I don't think she has yet uh, anyone at all um, be it, see, I feel like this would be much easier if it was in now age without a Motorola phone because she would have to leave the house for some points in 2008. She couldn't just like order stuff to her. Maybe I'd, I can't remember what 2008 was like, but was it like, could you like call Pete's, could you call the grocery store and be like, Hey, can you, can you give me some things? I'm hungry. Well, Kathy Bates and co has entered the apartment while she has seen, hasn't noticed them yet. A good comic reveal from this depression nest. They've got balloons for her. <gasps> Happy birthday. It's her birthday. I hope it's her birthday, not his birthday. But it's And all of her lady friends are there. Happy birthday, you crazy person. Oh, then they said happy birthday because they're kind of a bit shocked and appalled about the way she's been living her life, I'm pretty sure. Um... And it's James Masters is there. It's Spike. I love him so much. Um, I like this film because it's got James Masters in it, and it's her, it's her third. You tell her your happy birthday. You just wanna say your You guys know Tick Tick Boom. Haven't seen it yet, but it's about thirtieth birthday. Hillary Swank was Hillary Swank thirty in this. Jesus Christ, James. What? This is confusing. Two thousand and eight was a weird time. But yeah, no, I feel like depression nests like this were kind of easier to solve. Not solve, create. Um, now than it is ever. We've gotten everything that we don't have to leave the house at all. Like, it's a great time for, like, hermits. Great time. There's no one... You don't have to interact with anyone if you don't have to anymore. Like, maybe that's COVID. Maybe we're just heading that way as a society already. But hey, I welcome the future with open arms in my eyes. Everyone looks a little bit sad in this shot, in this film right now. They're a little bit, feel sorry for, oh, makeover. We're doing makeover. Doing the nails in the bathroom while having a serious talk about grief. I don't know about, I don't know, because I know roughly about what this film's about. I haven't seen further than this. Um, Because when I watched this film the first time, I kind of gave up because I was not interested in the plot or anything about this. But I'll watch it for you guys. Um, maybe they're talking about, hey, you need to move on. It's been like three weeks, but hey, you probably should move on. You probably need to not, I mean, not, it's hard. This would be hard to break a brooch. But like, hey, don't, you don't need to move on, but you do need it still exist. But also you don't have, like, hmm, weird. But it's your birthday, so you can't be sad on your birthday. Just try not to think that we're all your husband's friends. Oh, what? What do you mean by that? Sorry, I was also confused if you're watching this at the same time. 
the birthday cake said, happy birthday, my love, my sweet love, Jerry. It was from Jerry, and I'm assuming her dead husband. Sorry to be insensitive, Miss Wank. Her dead husband. Oh my god, it's got the saw play me. So between this and the movie Saw, it's got they have in common uh, voice recorder with a play me written on it. You have seven days. Not seven days. Fuck. What is it? You have seven three minutes to to either get the key out of your eye or for face the consequences of your actions. Oh my god! You also put it on like photo, like black and white photographs of him that were just adorning her coffee coffee table. That we, they were about to eat cake off of. They're about to ruin those photos. So they're listening to a message, which unfortunately I can't even see his acting. So I am I am completely left in the dark as to what he is saying. If it is, it's probably like if you were listening to this, I have yeeted out of here. I have escaped the the, the twilight zone and I am now out. I am I have been I'm in the ethereal realm. I have transcended upon this earthly plane and reach for the stars. Is this content? Because it's entertaining for me because I'm watching a movie. And I don't know if anyone can really get this movie anywhere else because it's not on streaming platforms. So you're just watching me comment on something that you might not be able to see. So how do I do that? Is it good? Or is this like, I wish I could see what he's saying because this doesn't make sense in my eyes because I'm, because I got half the context. You don't. Sorry, but you just don't have half the context of this. And I, I unless you found it online, I'll give you a hint. It's on some, it's on very legal platform. That you, can, what, you can find this on legal platforms. If you can find things as good as I can, just watch, it's called P.S. I Love You. P- Piss, I love, P, capital P, dot, and the, the, by the way, they're in a nightclub now, they're trying to get in, and a David Cross lookalike contest winner is uh, blocking them from the bar, and I feel like the girl with the blonde head and red jacket is just going like, her husband's dead, and we're just trying to give her a good, a goddamn good, the people in the line are cranky, but she's like, we deserve to go to the front of the line because her husband has passed away and if you don't do this, this is the Queen of England. She travelled back in time and the whole crowd goes wild behind. Let her in. Let her in. She deserves to be. Let her in. And now they're in the club with a lot of people in not a lot of clothes. And by people, I mean men from what I can see. I wonder how many people are like, hey, I'm actually in this film with Gerard Butler and Hilary Swank, and I got my nips out. It's also still PG-13 film. It was at a kind of a music festival thing-ish today. Um, and they kept, the security guards had to keep going around to everyone being like, hey, can you put your top on? Because, you know, this is a, this is a public space. <laughs> And they're like, public schmublick. And then they got cranky and they left. But yeah, I like the trend of, hey, maybe no one can be without a top outside. Because if it's not equal, why would it be unequal? Anyway, um, 
there's a lot of consumption of alcohol in this film potentially available for oh she's drunk um I don't know but she's she's hammered she's got a t- Hillary Swank that is Hillary Swank's absolutely hammered at the moment she's in a cl- wash not a washroom a cupboard she's in like the stock room the tiny tiny stock room cupboard thing wearing a tiara she's pulled in one of the workers of the bar again absolutely hammered and again absolutely PG-13 apparently so many movies from to like the early two thousands into like when they were like, we need to make sure we got the rating on the things, um, and then it's just not that. I'm there's so many of the films that just like have somehow slid through the PG thirteen route. I don't know why, or how, or who's like who slipped who a ten a crisp ten dollar bill, but this film's PG thirteen according to the IMDb, which is sure. Um, so yeah, they're having a little conversation in the bar, the bar closet, where they keep all the, the cleaning supply. I would love, if you're listening to this, and can get me somewhere cool, I would absolutely love to get into prop and set design for movies and TV. That would be very fun, very cool. I would love to design a, like a a store, this... I would love to design the storage room. Barely anything seen in it, but I can tell like a lot of work has gone into like the set dressing of this, and it would be so much fun, and I would love to do it. But I don't know how to get into it. I just love bland and I don't know uninteresting set design. I eat that sh- to me. Most interesting set design is spaces that look like just normal spaces. I am obsessed. There's like, I'm sure those are fake brands of like dishwashing detergent and like, I don't know, what is that? Like dishwashing, like what's that? The metal scrubbers? This is a long conversation. This is just like, cause it's in the storage room. It's kind of cramped and up close. It's a shot, reverse shot over the shoulder. Again, would you believe it? And I love a shot, reverse shot over the shoulder. It's one of, I want to say the best shots to do is a shot, reverse shot over the shoulder. It's revolutionary. It, it's brave. It's, it's pushing boundaries. And it's, we've had like 50 switches. It is not entertaining. And I can't, I can tell that he had to be there the whole day, but Hilary Swank did not. Because it's just like generic head and then you got like half of his face in everything. So yeah, they're exiting the bar. She's so drunk that she's had to be carried out of the bar. Uh, he was at the bar too, apparently. By he, I mean, um, Gerard Butler, he was in the bar, in the box, he's, cause his ashes are, big box as well for ashes. That box is about the size of, you can, I don't know if anyone can understand this, but it's your, the average size of a average hat box. But if it was a cube, if you had, if your average hat box was like, is hat box a thing that kids these days know the rough shape, size and dimensions of? Cause I feel like they don't. And I feel like your ashes aren't that big i don't know these things and i'm glad i don't but controversially i don't think they're like that large but you know what when you're act- when you get your urn to look like your guitar case you can really do anything you want really and again she's she's sleeping and mama bates mama kathy bates i'm gonna start reading the plot of this film so i know what's going on a little bit um so let me recap everything that's happened so far um let me go on the wick. She woke it up. She's she, uh, she got a hung hangover. 
Because she, she's drinking like an... She's really drinking like an Irishman. Which I think is a stereotype that needs to end. Everyone's hungover because they've got messy hair. Everyone, look how messy everyone's hair is. They just spent extra time in... I don't, do you spend extra time in wardrobe or less time in wardrobe for messy hair? Holly, and this is the recap, by the way, guys. Holly and Jerry are a married couple who live on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. They are deeply in love, though they fight occasionally. We've seen that scene. One winter, Jerry dies of a brain tumor. As you do. And Holly realizes how much he meant to her, as well as how significant their arguments and differences were. Yeah. Usually when your husband dies, you do realize how much he means to you. If you hadn't before noticed that deeply distraught Holly withdraws from her family and friends, which we've seen, uh, out of grief until they descend upon her on her 30th birthday. She doesn't want to live anymore without him. That's a cool little uh, subplot in this. That's a cool little thing that I didn't hear about because I, they, she didn't say any, Oh, he's got a letter. There's a letter. There's a letter. There's a letter. I think this is what the movie is like. <gasps> it's, I saw the words, P.S. I love you. The words, P.S. I love you. I've seen them. That's the title of the movie. That's the title of the movie. The title of the movie is P.S. I love you. And we've seen it. And she's smiling because it's from him. He sent her a letter from beyond the grave. How did you do that? Is he a ghost? Is he a ghoul? Ghouls have more... Oh, the lights are just turning on and off. He is a ghoul. <laughs> Ghouls can transfer, transcend the, the material realm. She doesn't want to live anymore without him. They are determined to prod the young widow to face the future and explore her life choices. Again, after three weeks after he died, um, what her life choices should be. As they rally around Holly and help organize her apartment, a cake is delivered. <gasps> We've seen this. And with it is a message from Jerry. It proves to be the first of several meaningful messages all ending with P.S. I love you. So I guess we heard a P.S. I love you from uh, the saw tape, um, which he had arranged to have delivered to her after his death. Weird that he went into planning mode as he was dying, but cool. As the seasons pass, each new message fills her with encouragement and sends her on a new adventure. Holly's mother is worried that Jerry's letters... Okay, so I don't think we're at that point in the film yet, so we'll just pause there and reading that. Um... In a conversation with Celia Ahern, a bonus feature on the DVD release of the film, the author of the novel discusses the Americanization of her story, which was set in Ireland for the screen, and her satisfaction, uh, satisf satisfaction Jesus Christ, um, with the plot changes which screenwriter and director Richard La Grahamsey had to make in order to fit the move to fit the book onto screen. Okay. Sure. But what was her thoughts on it? I don't know if... I don't... Okay. This film. This book. Set in Ireland. Ireland. Europe. We want to make it into a major motion picture. But. We cannot have it set in Ireland. Otherwise it cannot be a major motion picture. God I love that we have progressed as a society. Because now they would just be like. Nah. We can just film it in Ireland. Why do we have to film it in New York? Why do we need another film set in New York City? We don't. We can just film it somewhere else. Because why would we... Like, I fucking hate... Hate the fact that people go like... 
Oh, no, it won't be actually as recognisable if we film it in a place with, like, not New York, because people know New York by now. And if people see Lisa Kudrow in anywhere else but New York City, they're literally going to have, like, a a heart attack. (laughs) Oh, she found... (gasps) She found the little strap of the fucking suspenders that hit hit Gerard Butler's character in the eye. Aww. Does it have his blood? Is she going to clone him? Is she going to clone Jared Butler? Uh, now she's just going to add it to the shrine of Gerard. The sh- spring. We're now in spring. I can't remember what month we started, but now... Yahoo Hot Jobs. We're looking at 2008 internet. Oh, weird. Weird lepre- leprechaun-like call delivery guy. Is this... Did, did, did Gerard Butler send another message? How do, how do people from Ireland feel about... St. Patrick's Day and green and like leprechauns and stuff. How, do they feel good about it? Because I feel like it's still some. Because I don't know. The Irish were constantly mocked and ridiculed, and to this day, it's still like, yeah, nah, it's a holy to go go on Disco Diva karaoke this month. Perform. Ah, oh, so he's like telling her to do shit. Still be on the grave. He's trying to control our life. Toxic much. Toxic boyfriend. Oh, and then she's going on a dream when they did karaoke. A dream, a flashback when they did karaoke. I think that's Jared Butler. Yeah, no, it is. Because when we were together, Jared Butler would always go do karaoke because he was so silly and goofy. But I never liked it because I'm a bit prim and proper. That's what this scene's giving. Um, I feel like they've, like, written a really interesting male character and just done the same thing that they do with every movie and go completely underwrite the female character. But what this movie does that's so silly is they kill off the male character. And they have it they have the movie focus on the female aka Hilary Swank. But yet they still have underwritten her character because this entire film I'm pretty sure is about her she's like oh my god my, my man died and now I can't be a functioning human being until I find another man or like maybe it's different I can't hear this movie I can't I'm not listening to this film because I can't because I don't want to be slammed with Jared Butler's lawyers because if Jared Butler's lawyers look anything like Jared Butler, I'm bloody screwed. What's the soundtrack? Oh, this is just... I'm on the Wikipedia for this. Cultural influence. Dialogues between Connick and... Whoa. Between um, Connick and Swank's characters inspired Reba McIntyre's 2011 single, Somebody's Chelsea. So that's that. That's what this film's impact had on the world, is it, it made one person think of a, a song... Um, somebody's Chelsea, which is interesting because I don't think anyone in this film is named Chelsea, which is cool, um, and interesting that the only thing this film did, oh, why is there, ew, stop doing, what the fuck, this is a PG-13, why is she doing a striptease, what the fuck, (laughs) this is a PG-13 film, sorry Hilary Swank, but why... Was there, like, a close-up on her pulling down her skirt to, like, the, like, I don't know what to, where to describe it, but literally just before genitalia and, like, full, like, ab shot, close-up, like, 
like extreme close-up borderline of just like her pulling down her pants to be a little bit more sexy and tying her top like Britney Spears. Um, why is this PG-13 film? PG-13 films rack my brain because I don't know how they get made. This is definitely mature. There are mature themes here. This is a movie for adults. Like, I don't know why... This is Why is Jerry Butler's tearing up? Because she's doing karaoke. I can't tell if he's dead or not in this. Oh, she fell off the stage. She tripped over the feet, her feet and fell off the... Oh, ambulance! She died! She actually died! Hilary Swank died because she fell off the stage doing karaoke. Hilary Swank's character's dead now. Everyone's dead. Oh, whoa. Hilary Swank currently has bandages all around her head and she looks very injured. Because this, kids, is what happens when you go out and try something fun and different for the first time. She's got blood everywhere. Like, okay... For PG-13 films, right, I feel like there are things that they're like, oh, you probably should make it a little bit less PG. You need to make it more... Oh, Jesus. Did she knock out her front teeth? I hate that. I hate anything to do with teeth. I hate... This is a horror film, guys. It's about ghosts and fucking teeth horror. Um, But no, with PG-13, I feel like there are things that they go like, okay, if it is it PG-13, does it include alcohol, sex, blood... Then they got like drugs and other stuff, but like it's got currently this film has blood, fucking sex. It's got sex at the wazoo. There's a lot of sex or, or sexual references or like hints to sex, and then it's like what blood, sex, and also like alcohol references to alcohol, drinking, being drunk, hangovers. Like, I know you don't, like, you can ignore, you can let kids watch all that stuff. That's whatever. But, like, uh, parental guidance is recommended for audiences under 13 years of age. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, why are they bringing his urn everywhere? That's unhealthy attachment. They even got the urn a drink. Like, I feel like that's, like, what do they do with that? That's... uh, I feel like if I was, like, Holly's friend in this, I'd be like, hey, man, um, maybe let's not hang out with the urn tonight. Maybe leave the urn at home. Maybe bring it, we can bring a picture, like, a framed picture. I don't want people, like, going, like, like, I feel like if anyone else would be like, they've got a bomb in that box. Because it doesn't look like an urn. If it looked like an urn, sure. But it's, like, a big, heavy box. You know, like a hat box? So, like, that would, like, I don't know. Raise a few eyebrows controversially in my eyes. It would ra- I'd be like, what is... What's 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 all this then? Anyway. Lisa Kudrow, James Masters are all talking in the karaoke club. I think we're back from the flash. Because her falling off the stage... Her falling off the stage was like, I don't know... I guess a flashback. And now we're in present day where they're back in the karaoke bar. Um, rip off... Oh my god. What's his name? Rip off... Uh, well, I can't remember anyone's names at the moment. I've been really forgetting names, and I really don't like that about myself, is that I'm forgetting a lot of names of celebrities. Because, you know, what's most important in the world is celebrity names. Okay. Hilary Swank on, on, on guesses, because, I don't know, when I die, I'm going to tell people, like, hey, go out and do karaoke four weeks after I'm dead. Um, that's the most important thing. I guess it's to get her out. Oh, that was cute. That's cute. Hilary Swank's on stage. It's a bar full of people, but there was a shot with just Gerard Butler in the audience. And so what she's doing is, it's like from her perspective, she's just singing just to him. 
That's cute. All right, I'll 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 give you that one. I don't know what song she's singing, but she's she's singing to him. That's sweet. All right, fuckers. That's cute. That's a cute thing. She's getting out of her comfort zone again. She's doing. She's like she's going out there. She's trying new things. Well, not new things because she already did karaoke, but she's going back to old habits. Old habits? No. Old adventures. Oh. Oh, like that's a cute. This is a this is something that's cute because I think she's singing a very heartfelt song. Hero Lee Strength's doing a pretty good job at acting, and everyone else is kind. Of, I don't know. If you're doing a bar karaoke night, though, it'd be like trying to picture that scene from the perspective of like anyone else in the bar. There's like yeah karaoke night yeah let's go guys let's go down and to go do some karaoke dudes. Uh, we're from California and we've come to New York City to do like karaoke night. Fuck accents. I hate them and I can't do them. But like, they're like, yeah, let's do, let's go down and do some karaoke, dude. That'd be sick. And they go down and do karaoke and then this Hillary Swank looking person just gets on stage and be like, this one's for you. This one's for you, Gerard. And then just goes, near, far, wherever. And then like, just like, holding back tears, just like crying, but like trying to sing her heart out. I can't, I don't know. I'm assuming pretty privileged that Hilary Swank can sing just by looking I just like I'm just guessing she can sing um that's just by looking at her um she's sitting alone at the bar with like a box yeah so <laughs> and she all you're seeing is like what is why is this well this is karaoke now we're at a pretty popular bar why is she what's she doing this isn't Mr. Brightside this isn't this isn't thrift shop. What? What is she? Why is she singing the saddest? Why is she crying? She's bringing down the mood of the room. Get, like, no, maybe maybe it's because I'm a bad person. But I feel like if someone did that, I'd be like, what is going? What, what are we doing? Like, we'd be like, oh, obviously it means something a lot to them. But like, it's, it's uh, oh, bad. And then she goes back. She gets off stage, and then she just clinks to a box. She she clinks her drink at a box. That she brought. It would just be a confu- Like, in the context of this film, you're like, oh, that's quite, that's really sweet. That's a really sweet thing. Anyone else in the bar would be kind of annoyed or like, I don't know. I don't know. Would they be annoyed or would people be like, oh, that's actually really sweet and touching? Or like, what is this person doing? For the benefit of society, I hope it's like everyone would rally around it and be like, yeah, it's actually quite a sweet thing to do, I guess. Or would they just be like, because how do you follow that too? What happens after Hilary Swank cries at karaoke in the bar? Does someone go up next and just goes, All right, ladies and gentlemen, now bring up to the stage, we have Tiffany, and she's going to be singing TikTok by Kesha. Come on up, Tiffany. And then Tiffany's just going like, What? Um, uh, ooh, okay. Um, uh, sorry, um, Holly. Um, I'm really, you must be really going through something. TikTok. <laughs> That's what I picture this night as going. Um, she was just talking to a man for a while. Again, this movie loves a good shot, reverse shot. Um, so she's just got in her laundry, so it kind of feels like she's getting her life back together. And uh-oh. Oh, they, the, the laundromat people found another note. that the, She got laundromat from a note and because his leather jacket was at the laundromat. I guess he was like, you know, I got a brain tumor and I'm going to pass away soon. I need to put my leather jacket in the laundromat and wait for my girlfriend to 
clean it, I guess, and then they'll be they'll they'll hide a note in there. Oh, she's writing a letter to to Ireland, to Ireland. Oh, is she moving to Ireland? Shit, she's fucking moved. There's lots of boxes. There are hat box in there because there are hats. You don't want to put a hat without a hat box. Damage bloody hats. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a this is like a PSA for hats. This is a hat PSA. Um, I don't know what's happening in this movie. Um, is that New York? Are they still in New York? Is she like I'm gonna move to Ireland just because he was in Ireland and I'm still attached to him? As seasons pass, each with each new message fills her with encouragement and sends her on a new adventure. Holly's mother mother is worried that Jerry's letters are keeping Holly tied to the past. Which is like, oh. With Jerry's words as a guide, Holly slowly embarks on a journey of rediscovery. Jerry arranged for Holly and her friends, Denise and Sharon, to travel to his home land of Ireland. Alright, we haven't gotten there. I think, what? I die. And I want my partner to move on, because I don't want her to be too sad for too long. But also, I want her to go to my homeland. So I've gotten you... And you and your friends, one-way ticket to Ireland, where your dead husband and your friend's dead husband lived for, like, grew up, I guess. Okay, so she's currently having, I think they're still in New York City, and she's on a date? I don't know the relationship between these people, but it's giving, the cinematography is giving date. They might end up together. Is what I'm thinking. Oh my god, there's Galway girls in this fucking movie. Not Ed Sheeran's, but I feel like Ed Sheeran will be forever attached to Galway girl from now on. Good job, honestly. Galway girl. Uh, what else? What else can I tell you about this film? Is there any goofs and gags that we've seen yet? Goofs and gags? Gags and goofs. Um, P.S. I love you. Gags and goofs. What gags and goofs happened in this film? Okay, so she's brought uh, Mystery Man. Uh, what's his name? Daniel. To her apartment. Do you think when they wrote this film, they gave any of the characters last names? Or do you think they just... Because on IMDb and, um, and Wikipedia, all the characters only have first names. I feel like, as a writer, it's not that hard to come up with last names. And I feel like... I don't know. I feel like Cecilia would have written last names for her characters. But... Not in film. In the movie world, you don't need last names. First name basis only. Why would you fucking bother with anything? Okay, so in that first scene where Gerard Butler was doing that, that strip sequence, that like sexy strip sequence. Um, oh my God. Gerard's Butler, Gerard Butler's suspenders hit Hillary Swank on the forehead. She received a cut and had to be taken to hospital where she received several stitches. Again, this is why I'm telling you to ban all suspenders. Suspenders should be banned and no longer like allowed. They, they cut my girl's head open. How dare they? Uh, Jeff, I haven't seen Jeffrey Dean Morgan yet in this film. Uh, I, I feel really bad. I feel really bad that I haven't seen any, any of the... Uh, JDM, JDM, where are you? Um, she just had like a dream sex with Jared Butler, I think. She's waiting in the mailbox. Well, Mr. Mailman is sorting out the letters into the boxes. She's waiting for a letter for from her dead husband, and she is looking grumpy. 
She is looking quite the grumpus. Uh-oh, someone's cranky. Someone's cranky. Uh-oh. Hang on. What the fuck? Because uh, I can't hear any of the dialogue of this film. So, during Holly's dream sequence, in brackets, when she asks, do all Irishmen sing? And he answers, only the really well-hung ones. So when he was singing in the buff, he was like, by the way, just so you know, I've got a big penis. Which is a cool thing for a PG-13 film. You know when you watch, like, kids' films and they're like, oh, there's actually some little jokes that are for adults uh, that kids wouldn't understand. This is not one of those things. This is just, I have a big penis. Ha <laughs> ha. And apparently he's playing the song Love You Till The End by the the Pogies. The po Poges? Poges. Uh, by the way, um, Hilary Sank currently right now is at the travel agent with Spike. And she, I'm guessing she told her the story and the uh, travel agent started crying, I guess. Because everyone in this film is weak as shit. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. Um, currently they're at the Irish pub with Kathy Bates again. Setting up a dinner or a, like a meal, like a, fa like a fancy meal. They've got the fucking, they've got the, um, what's it called? Tablecloth. And they've got like a salad. So you know, for a pub, this is a fancy, they're doing a fancy closed doors dinner. Um, the name of Jerry's company, uh, Gerard Butler's company in this film is Any Scary, Any Scary Limo. Any Scary is a real village in Ireland and Jerry's hometown. Cool. That's a that's a fun that's a fun trivia fact for you guys. <laughs> that's what IMDb classifies as a fun trivia fact. Um, oh, okay. Hilary Swank was cast as uh, Hilary Swank was cast as director Richard Legrahavsnessy uh, quotes who had just worked with her on Freedom Riders two thousand and seven wanted audience to see the lighter side of the actress. You know, in the movie where she wants to kill herself. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. This is the second movie where Harry Connick Jr. gets called by another man's name by his love interest while sitting down for a meal. <laughs> oh, I love that trivia fact. This is at least... The second movie where Harry Connick Jr. gets called by another man's name by his love interest while sitting down for a meal. I would love to have that. <laughs> I would love to have that as the thing I was known for. In film, I'm typecast as the guy that gets called by another, by another man's name by my lover while I'm sitting down for a meal. By the way, they're an island now. I don't know what happened. I don't know how they got there. They just, they, they're an island now. Um, Nellie McKay is of Scottish ancestry, not Irish, so I don't know what that has to do with anything. Um, uh, Swank worked with Jeffrey Dean Morgan again in the movie The Resident in 2011. Yeah, this is Nellie McKay's debut. That's cool. That's a cool, that's a cool fact. I like that. Welcome to the acting, Nellie McKay. Um... West restaurant where Holly and Daniel tried to have a dinner is on 2315 Broadway, New York, New York, 10024. Now shut down and renamed into another restaurant cocktail bar called Mason Pickle. 
you can still make out West restaurant sign in the background. That's not... <laughs> I love the IMDB fun facts. So they're in Ireland. They're looking around. All all the, the gang's all here. They're in this... They're in this... Uh, homely home is the best way to describe it. I know it's like calling a door like a doorly door. But this is a homely home. You know, it's like nice, warm. It's in the countryside of Ireland. They're trying to get... All, oh, it's kind of goofy because they're trying to get all the heavy suitcases out of the hybrid. Oh my goodness gracious. What silly... What silly an- a- antics will they get up to next? Alright. What are some goofs and gaffs in this film that we have gone through so far? Silly movie. This is a silly movie. Um, talking about the final scene when Holly and Jerry share the first kiss. Whoa, spoilers. Um, when Holly is drinking with William in the kitchen in Ireland. Oh, that hasn't happened yet. They haven't been on the boat yet. Um, but when Holly's friends come for her birthday, she has a pimple on her head. Then she showers and it's magically gone. God, I wish. I wish that happened to me. Showering a pimple off. Is there another letter? They're laughing about another letter. There's another letter in Ireland. And I don't know why we're so quirky right now. She's got a dead husband. (laughs) In the opening argument, Jerry's wearing a suspenders over his shirt. You can see them when he takes off his jacket. He then takes off the suspenders and shirt and is wearing a singlet just before he catches Holly when she jumps on him. He is wearing the suspenders over his singlet and then when they start kissing, the suspenders are gone again. Who writes these <laughs> genuinely who writes these who is watching these films and goes like oh spot a goof spot a gag um i'm gonna go to the straight to imdb and just say that the continuity person wasn't 100 percent perfect because you know how in one scene the cops were in that scene they're having like lunch in ireland right now uh, or like morning tea they were drinking coffee in ireland um we're now in an irish pub i want to say in ireland so i just want to say a pub um oh jeffrey d morgan jeffrey d morgan i have just seen jeffrey d morgan all right jeffrey d morgan's in this film he's the guy from supernatural and walking dead he's negan all right (laughs) more like dad (laughs) um jeffrey d morgan is playing guitar on a pub in ireland on the stage and he's got a guinness because he's a real bloke um Apparently for this film, Jeffrey Dean Morgan had to actually learn how to play guitar. And I love that, that people, like actors, get paid to learn tricks. <laughs> we pay actors to learn tricks, so it looks real on, on the screen. And that's cool. Um, yeah, during the dinner with... Yeah, all these goofs and gays, literally. Like, I'm, I listened to a podcast recently, I can't remember who it was from, but um, literally one of the things I took away from it was like, yeah... If you notice the continuity is bad in the movie, it's probably not a good movie if you're paying attention to the continuity. And I think that's pretty... That, that makes sense. So, I don't know these people who, like, hyper-focus and hyper-fixate on all the goofs in movies, but, like, sure, go off. Go off, royalty. <laughs> At the funeral, the shot glasses on the urn are inconsistent. In one scene, there will be shot glasses on top of it, and then not. And then they reappear again. I don't think these people have ever been on a set in their life and don't understand the processes of editing because I feel like there would have been like extra multiple scenes, you know, there'd be extra multiple scenes where they, they would do things that would make so like 
the moving of the shot glasses make sense or whatever. And then they would edit those ones out because it's a movie and they've only got a limited runtime unless you want a four hour movie to explain all the continuity errors. Um, factual errors. Alright. When they go to Yankee Stadium, we'll talk about the factual error. What? There are so many things. Jeffrey D. Morgan, what a, what a handsome bloke. Very handsome. I would, I would let him, I would, I would let him in. I would let him into the house. I mean, I feel like you'd be like, you are invited to my house, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, if you listen to this, you are cordially invited to my house. Uh, let me look up some more PS I Love You um, plot, because I don't know what's happening. They're an island, so I can, I feel like I can read a bit more of the plot. So these people are in Ireland, Ireland. Ireland. Uh, it's hard to say Ireland in an Australian accent without butchering it. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's back on stage. I wonder if that's his real tattoo or not. Interesting. Was this book good? Has anyone read the book? Alright. Jerry arranged for Holly and her friends Denise and Sharon to travel to his homeland of Ireland. They arrive at their destination, a house in the beautiful Irish countryside, where they find letters from Jerry... For Shannon and Denise, one asking Denise to take Holly to his favourite pub. While there, they meet William, a singer who strongly reminds Holly, 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 Holly of her deceased husband. Oh, that's healthy. That's healthy a lot. We're doing a flashback of all the times that Jared Butler was singing with a the guitar. They, do, do Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Jared Butler look the same? Nah, I like, I like Jeffrey Dean Morgan better. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I feel like, would make a better husband. Controversial, if true. Um, uh, he asked her to see to stay to see him after his last song, "Galway Girl" by Ed Sheeran, which he dedicates to her. Upon hearing it, she is overcome with emotion, walks out because it was a song Jerry sang to her shortly after they first met. That's cute. Fuck romantic movies and for being so. It's so easy to be so cute. If you haven't seen Modern Love, I hope I get to cover it in an episode here. Um, but fuck me, sorry. If if I cover modern love on this podcast, I am crying on this podcast. <laughs> Genuine tears. I haven't cried in any other rom coms besides modern love. But damn, it's easy for you to just go like, no, cute. Um. Anyway. Okay, so that's where we are. Oh, kiss, kissies. They're making out again. I I should do like a kiss counter. The Jared Butler and Hilary Swank kiss counter for um. For a movie where Jared Butler dies within the first 10 minutes. Jared Butler's in this film a lot. <laughs> oh, and she left. She left Jeffrey Dean Morgan because she was overcome with emotion. <gasps> so sad. She could have had the hot and dreamy um, Gerard Butler. So sad. That's so sad. And now they're in a dark alleyway somewhere in Ireland. Are there, cobblestone, are there cobblestone streets everywhere in Ireland, or is it just movies? Just You would think for a movie that's based on a book that's set in Ireland, that, like, it would be a good representation of Ireland. Because so far, I know they've just been to Ireland for a second, but, like, for so far, all that we're getting is that Irish people drink in pubs and sing with acoustic guitars. And now they're on a fishing boat. Like, that is all I have gotten from this rich culture of people. Is just, like, drinking in pubs, playing guitar, 
and that's pretty much all they do. That's pretty much all I've seen them do in this film. And the fucking book <laughs> was set in art. How much different is the book from the movie? Because apparently it's like... Because how do you go, like, how do you go in the book where, like, it's fully set in Ireland, so when you send a letter being like, I'm going to send you to my hometown just down the road. <laughs> but for this movie, it's like, I'm going to send you to my hometown across the country. Like, I would say at least for three of your, for, like, four people, a trip from New York to Ireland would be about, I don't know, in 2008. Maybe the, the market was crashing. But in 2008, it would be about what? $1,000? There's something... There's, there's sounds happening from elsewhere in my apartment. Hang on one second. Sorry, sorry, I'm back. I'm back. I'm sorry about that. Um, that was... That was two days ago. I'm back. Um, watching this this film again. Um, I got distracted. I, there was a noise. The YouTube turned on in my living room. And then my mate came over. We lifted a table upstairs. The table didn't fit through the door. We made it fit through the door. And then life got in the way since then. And now I'm back to recording this podcast and watching this stupid fucking movie. Um, if you can't remember, because it's been two days for me, but it's been about negative one second for you. Um, we are currently watching uh, P.S. I Love You. I'm getting it set up again. And it is playing and it's rolling. So I don't know if you guys remember the last time. Uh, I think they, they fell off. They fell off the boat. They fell off the boat into the water. Um, God damn, this movie... This is the most anyone's ever thought about this movie, including about people being on the production time. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so they've fallen... There's been some antics on the... Um, and when I say high seas, I mean in a lake, I'm assuming, in Scotland. So, again, just to refresh my brain, old mate Swank's uh, husband is is dead. Oh, they... Okay, they saw in the water that they had left... That when they fell in the water or when they fell over, um, they lost the oars because we're currently sitting in a paddle boat, like a, not a paddle, is it a paddle boat? It's a, it's a boat of some sort that needs paddles, a paddle boat. Yeah. Paddle or, 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 um, do you want the paddle or the oar or, or the, or the oar or the oar? Uh, anyway, so we've got, uh, Phoebe, Phoebe from Friends, Hilary Swank and another person in a red hat all doing antics on, on this boat in the lake. They just, they've got the, um, it looks like they've stolen the, uh, life jackets from the airplane. And they now have, I don't know if, I don't, I'm not an air jacket aficionado, but all air jackets have like the, the blow it you, you, up and then like the other stuff, like the, the, literally the bells and whistles, I think. Maybe that's where it comes from, but it's got all the bells and the whistles on there. I'm not sure. Um, you would think, because they've put their jackets on now because they're cold, um, because it's been a while since they've been lost at sea, um, and they've put their jackets on to show the, the, the passing of time. Uh, I don't know about you, if you guys can hear that, but there's currently some little techno, uh, beats happening in my computer right now, um, that I don't think is supposed to be there. I'm just going to fiddle with my microphone a little bit. Well... That's some ASMR, some podcaster fixing his goddamn microphone. Um, but no, yeah, they're, they're, they're chilling. They're having, they're having a girl moment. They're having a girl moment in the middle of the, like, they're just, they're just bonded. They're having, they're, ha they're seeing their friends. And look, 
things look bad, but you know what? At least her husband... Oh, wait. He is. Um, so they're just... Even in the bad times, it's kind of good. They're having a little... They're having a little D&M, you know? Some people have a D&M on a patio furniture in their backyard. Other people need to fly to Scotland with their three closest friends, go on a boat, lose the oars for them to actually emotionally open up to their friends. And that is what Hilary Swank is doing within this motion picture. Um, pause it for... If I'm not completely on time right now because I did have to have a break and pause it. So I might not be at the exact same point as you guys. So if the, currently Hilary Swank and Co. is waving to a lifeguard coming in to save them, um, we're not watching at the same time. Oh, wouldn't you know it? It is the... It's Dad from Supernatural... Sorry about that one again. The, the, by the way, Hillary Swank is eating spaghetti that doesn't look like it's the warmest thing. Um, but, sorry, I just took a little bit of... I took, took another break. Took another break because uh, Hottest 100 uh, was was doing the thing. They, they just announced the number one Hottest 100 song. And it was... It was Flume, for sure. Anyway, uh, where were we? They're having, they're having a dinner. They're having a... You saved us from the middle of a lake dinner. You know, the classic one. Oh, I'm going to have to look at some things again for this film because I can't remember Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, that's his name. Jeff, uh, replacement husband Jeffrey Dean Morgan is invited the, the girls in the gang to have to have, to have some wine and some spaghetti. Um, remember that meme? The spaghetti? Uh, but yeah, so currently Hilary Swank and Jeffrey Dean Morgan are making eye contact while Phoebe Friend behind her is like, go on, ask him, ask him to root or something. I don't know. Top of the morning to you, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Fun fact about this film, I can't remember if I've said it already. I've already been recording for an hour. Can you believe that this film has just under an hour to go? Um, but no, apparently Jeffrey Dean Morgan for this uh, for this film, uh, which is like a good excuse. I would like to do that for myself, but he actually learned how to play uh, the guitar specifically for um, this film. And I think that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool thing. Um... Pretty cool thing that actors get to do. Like, hey, I want to learn this uh, skill, but can I get paid for it? And they're like, yeah, sure, we don't. Sure, yeah, why not? We'll, we'll give you absorbers and smiths money to learn how to do things that people do for free. Why not? And then that's how movies get made. Um, Hilary Swank is now doing the dishes because she needs to show her that she's, you know, partner material. Um, so she's done the dishes in Jeffrey Morgan's house and she's just looked through the corridor and noticed, ooh, a little bit of an empty bed there. Maybe let's see. Let's see if I can have a look at the bed. Also, my new apartment that I've gotten is right at front of a main road. So if things get loud, I'm sorry. Um, again, still listening to things without volume. Uh, so I do not know the nuances of what's happening in these scenes. Hilary Swank is walking around his house, looking. Yeah, she's looking. She's looking around. Um, you thought I was going to say another thing, like a, like a, like a doing word. That's an adjective, I'm pretty sure. Um, imagine just talking through a movie for, an, like, two hours and thinking that's content. Uh, if anyone listening to this and wants to watch their favourite movie with me while it's muted and we just chat shit while we also talk about the movie, please let me know if you are interested in that. I think it's a new format-ish. Ish. This oh, <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Bottom. Jeffrey Dean just—he was in the shower apparently, and he's got now. And oh, you can see his talk, tushy, tushy, And then she was pouring the wine. So she's pouring the wine. I think from what I heard, 
what I heard along the grapevine about this movie is that she didn't mean to actually miss with the wine just then because she she noticed that Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Morgan was in the nut. Um, and she's meant to be pouring wine at the same time. And I think in the actual scene, she genuinely misses the the, the glass, which I think is pretty funny, Hillary. Hillary, pretty funny. Um, yeah, look, it's not a good film. I'm not enjoying this, but I am... There are, like... It's not that difficult to write a completely... Um, look, it would be harder to write a movie where you have nothing to say about, and it is just constant dribble the entire way through this movie oh she's kissing him she's kissing jeffrey dean morgan holy moly and she's wearing green and he's wearing red so you know what that means it's christmas kisses it's nothing to do with christmas there in scotland the only thing that they have conjoined is like it's cold but in australia it's actually warm when it's christmas he just rejected the kiss by the way he just you've heard it here first ladies and gentlemen jeffrey dean morgan has rejected the kiss by hillary so wank things have been moving too fast because there was I mean, I guess maybe there was some tension, but I feel like the tension might have been one-sided because all that he did was like, hey, babe, stay up to my gig. And she was like, no, my husband's dead. But she didn't tell him that, so he just thinks it's probably loose unit. And then, like, I want to say 24 to 48 hours later, she goes, she's, like, lost in the middle of the sea, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan's like, hello. Oh, it's the person that ran away. And now, come, why, yeah, sure, come over to my house for dinner. And then they have dinner, and then they're macking it on. Because, you know, that's how love works. I genuinely don't know how love works before the age of the internet, but I guess, you know what they say, love finds a way. Sure, why not? Oh, I'm yawning. Don't mind me while I yawn in the podcast. I'm not bored by you guys. I'm bored by myself. But I'm, 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 let me know, Mr. Me and my personal details. If I made you yawn, ha ha, ha 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 Because you know what, this this film is kind of boring me too at the moment. I don't know, it's hard. Because romance movies... Ugh, why do movies get made? I guess this is like exploring feelings and grief and love and what that all means and moving on and moving on from love to grief and it is all... Very complicated. Um, but I can't... Like, I don't know. Survival of the fittest movies. Why are we, why are we making them? Just to pass the time, I guess. Also, for a PG-13 movie, this is definitely post-coital cuddle. Post-coital cuddle is what we call it in the business. In, in the segs business. Um, no, this is just a lot of, like, nude... Not not like not like full front. Also, it well again I guess not full frontal, but a bottom is a nude, at least enough to be not PG thirteen. Again, I think there are some mature themes, be it if not why is it PG thirteen? Like this movie is made for adults, so like clearly it's clearly made for adults. So why push a PG thirteen rating? I get not R, uh, kind of I guess because R uh, you have like certain restrictions on like theaters and stuff I guess. But, like, 13? 13, I don't... There are, like, there's so much... There's so much not a lot of clothes in this film. Okay, he just said something that Hilary Swank did not agree with. She is out of the bed. Again, she is nude, so she's covering herself with the doona. Um, they're having a little bit of a... They're having a little bit of a 
tussle, I think. Just like the good old days, because remember when he and her, the what's isn't Gerard Butler and Hilary Swank used to argue all the time. <sighs> but that meant she loved him and not a toxic thing at all. Because these movies, I don't know why they get... I wonder if that Jeffrey, that's actually Jeffrey Dean Morgan's tattoo. Huh. Who knows if that's true. So people don't actually know if you're actually following along with me at the same time. Because I'm, while also commentating on this movie, I am not really keeping you up to date minute by minute, uh, over the shoulder to over the shoulder mid-shot. Um, I'm not doing that, I'm just kind of talking. What the fuck is wrong with me? I keep yawning so hard. I'm so, so sleepy. I don't know what's happened to me. I'm, I'm a sleepy guy. I'm, I'm desperate for my naps. The other day I had a, the, again, for if you care what's happening in this movie, they are still just talking one-on-one and then just like, hey babe, it's okay that he died. I'm right here and I'm Scottish and I play guitar and I like having sex with you. I go to sleep with all of my rings and bracelets on. I don't take them off, ever. I've got like 15 bracelets on. And I still want to bang you in my bed. I'm not wearing anything. But I'm wearing about two kilos worth of bracelets and rings. That's what Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character is saying. Uh, fade to black. Um, so yeah, that, that time that And then you got a track. There's a tractor. Because we're... Oh, asshole. Asshole film not letting me go figure out what the place is called. Um, so she's walking in to the farm. A farm... Not too sure. Scottish farm. Is this guy? <sighs> or is it Irish? I can't remember anymore. And I don't think this movie does either. It might be Irish. No, it is Irish. Sorry, ignore what I said before about the Scottish people. This is an Irish film, remember? Because the Irish book. Because by an Irish person. Or so I've been told. Uh, is that the person who wrote the book? I hope it is. I'm just looking at the author cameo right now. I love it when they give like they give the authors cameos and shit like that. I don't think it is, but hey, she's she's someone and oh, she's got the whole cabinet. For, oh, the set decorator. <laughs> love this guy. Love it looks that it looks like it's been lived in for quite a while. Could be dustier, but yeah, I could feel like I could taste this film. Ah, uh, I think that might be old mates. Dad, yeah, it's mum and dad. Mum and dad of your dead son. <laughs> mum and dad of your dead son. Um, that, and then Hilary Swanks here, because I guess she's blah, blah, blah. Did they know? Did they, have they, has she been over? She, has she, is this the first time meeting the in-laws? Be like, hi, your son wanted to marry me, but he's dead now. Nice to meet you. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they've got doilies. They got tea cups. They're having tea. She interrupted their tea, being and they seem. Oh, the letter said to my go away girl. Go away girl. My name is Ed Sheeran, and you're my go away girl. Um, I'm in a singing kind of mood apparently today. I don't know if there's there's more singing in this back half of the podcast because there's a lot of fucking boring shit to get through. There's a lot of dialogue. Lot a lot of dialogue that I. Couldn't care less about. That 
was Yawn. But no, yeah, I don't, there's so much, like, planning for this. I don't, I feel like if I was passing away, I feel like my planning abilities would not be this good. You know what I mean? Like, staggering letters to be delivered over the next couple of years. Like, I don't. Who would do that? Who does that? Do they? Is there things that you can put on the post being like, hey, don't deliver this until five years? Maybe there is. I don't know these things. The postal system is a mystery to me. I'm glad it works. I've, I don't think I've personally used it ever. I think I... I don't know. Never... Who knows people's addresses? Like, by hand. I feel like a, oh gee, Christ. I feel like it's a breach of privacy to know people's addresses in this day and age. What you'll need, it's like knowing someone's IP address. It's crazy, that's a pretty nice garden. She's in the garden, she's clutching onto a letter that says Galway girl. And she's about to open, I don't know, maybe it's the final letter. Apparently all the letters are the same in the book to this. Um, so now you guys don't even, if you don't want, if you can't be bothered, watch, read in the book, can't be bothered listening to the audiobook. Can't be bothered watching the movie, but want to listen to some dumb 22-year-old describe the movie, the movie scene by scene without actually knowing anything that's going on? Well, that's Buzz Cabby. <gasps> I see it again. Oh, fuck me. Why am I... I'm tired. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sleepy little guy. That's a cool... She's got a cool little knitwear ensemble right there. There's lots of knit... Oh, fucking don't. Okay, my, my film buffering is pause. Pause your films. Pause your films in a frame where you see the cabbage and her knitwear in the background. Oh, I'm so sorry. Did my internet die? What? Please tell me my internet didn't die right now. Uh, don't die on me now. Anyway, well, I'm going to have a break for uh, technical difficulties. Why is that? My internet hasn't come to my new place yet, and it's very frustrating that my internet dropped out. Why is that? Motherfucker. Is this content? You'll never know. Oh, I hope my internet didn't run out. We've only got... Like, fucking 40 minutes left. No. Ah. So I'm doing this for a completely legit and legal website. Um, so you know it's good, because it has so many different things for it to go off, and it's just, it's just, it's just cool. It's, oh, they're standing on opposite sides of the road. I guess they're being cute. I don't know if this is a flashback, flash forward. He could be dead right now. He might not be. All I know is Gerard Butler and Hilary Swank are having... Oh, they're, maybe they're doing a sightseeing tour of Ireland. Of Ireland. Ireland. I love Ireland. Uh, I don't know. I would like to go to Ireland one day. It would be. I feel like it would be a nice place. Heard it's cold, heard it's cold, but I feel like it's it's kind of like the rolling Irish hills look quite beautiful and they look quite nice. Weather is not really a thing that persuades me to not go places unless it's like the Arctic Circle. Why am I not Anyway, they're still just talk they're having a little giggle on the side of the road. I'm I'm surprised they didn't get hit by a car before, I don't know, medical reasons took away his life. Um, I'm, again, I'm being mean to this person. I'm being mean to the dead. But um, Spoiler alert, Jared Butler, very much still alive. And if you're listening to this in the future and Jared Butler got... 
Jared Butler is not alive anymore. I don't care about your opinion, honestly. I don't care. I'd be like, oh, I'm listening to this in 2033 and Jared Butler just died. So you actually lied about that. I'm sorry if he's it, future Jared Butler if you're dead right now, but I don't have anything to do with that. Again, the costume design is very cute though, because there's so many cute. She's got knitted, she's got some knitted gr green like shrubbery kind of like mossy kind of vibe uh, necklace, cute little purple hat, denim jacket, and then like knitted glove, knitted red gloves. It's a very cute outfit. It's giving, it's giving early two thousands. It's giving like she's fun loving. She's cool. They're they're look. Okay, the, the scene that they're in right now looks like they're standing with a bunch of purple cabbage. I, I feel like in nature, the only place I see purple is cabbage. Sure, there are like violets and flowers, but it's like, it looks like cabbage. And if I saw like a bunch of, like a large clump of violets, I would also still think that's cabbage. When I think purple in nature, cabbage is what I my mind is immediately brought to. If I got like a purple flower, I'd be like, oh yeah, violet, you know, after the name violet um flash for nope still in the past because gerard but uh, they have not they're working on opposite sides of the road so maybe she's having a walk with his ghost maybe she's having a walk being like i miss you so much and i met this really beautiful guy well he, he, he kind of plays a guitar at a bar I, I don't know if it's one of those things or if it's like a this is like a cute little memory of when he took her took her to ireland because, you know, these two people have lots of time just to, to willy-nilly, you know. You know when people are like, hey, let's go to Ireland for like a month. And you know those friends that you have that like just drop everything, uh, drop all their work schedules, all their other friends, and just do go to Ireland? Yeah, me neither. Um, <laughs> this movie has some flaws. <sighs> nah. Like, sure. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about people that go like, Oh yeah, I bet they could have gotten time off their actual jobs. Or like, oh, how did bloody that uh, bloody Rachel? They're talking about friends. How did bloody Rachel Ross and the the crew all afford to 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 live in the apartment? Like, that's how big the set was to fit all the cameras in. At least for like, why are we? If it was a genuinely New York sized apartment, it wouldn't make a very good show because it would have to be literally handheld. And you could only have two people in the scene at a time. Why are we, like... I, mean, I, I wish I could get an apartment that big in, in New York City. It's like, why are you... Why are we... Why are we doing that? Why are we doing that to ourselves? Why are we taking ourselves out of the equation that much? Like, in this film, you're like, wow, she had a lot of free spare time to do that. Why are you being so staticky right now? So, fun fact I'm learning about Jared Butler's character in this walking montage through the Irish Hills is that he also wears an absorbent amount of fucking uh, wrist wear. I'm my, I used to wear watches. I used to actually think that. I used to try to start a new fashion trend when I was young, like 13, 14. I was like, I'm going to start wearing two watches. Because you, know you know what's cool? A new fashion trend. Two watches. Double time. I'm on, oh, no, I'm on double time. I'm doing double time. Uh, wasn't cool. Didn't, didn't catch on. Uh, but yeah, I, I've tried to wear watches and I can't do it. I used to wear the, the, the one without the digital face. It's for sure. I can't read that clock like fast enough for it to warrant a watch. It's not fast enough for me to look at my wrist, figure out, um, where the hour hand is and where the minute hand is and why they correlate to each other. What is, 
I'd like, by the time I figured all that out, it would have been faster for me to pull out my phone and look at it on my phone. Technology. Um, we love technological advances. Um, these guys are still walking around the hills, talking, talking handshake. Big handshake. If you're watching and you have seen the big handshake, that's where we're at. We're at the big, the walking off. Hillary Swank walking towards the camera. Oh, they're probably saying some really cute shit right now. Maybe this is when they first met. Maybe this is like a howdy, howdy doody stranger moment. Or is this like a, I'm just an American tourist. Oh, dog. There's a dog in this movie. A dog in this movie. I like this movie because there is a dog. What dog is the dog? What dog is the dog? Sheep, sheep dog. Not a, not a border collie. We're not talking. This is like an Irish sheep dog. What is it? Why do they look... Hilary Swank looks scared of the dog. I don't like Hilary Swank's character anymore. People who are scared of the dog. Like, okay. Rottweilers, like, barking their heads off at you or, like, pitbulls, like, screaming at you. Like, sure, be, like, wary of that. I once tried to chase down a German Shepherd and I didn't... It wasn't my German Shepherd and I tried to, like, cat, like... Be like, hey, where's your owner? And he kept running away from me. <gasps> His name's Brody. The dog's name is Brody. I love the dog. The dog's name is Brody. Um, but yeah, no, those, like scary dogs when being scared, like scary strange dogs, I get. But like, this guy's, this is a good boy. This is, you know, you, you can look at a dog and be like, that's a good boy. Good boy. Good boy, dog. Good, good dog. I love dogs so much. How can you not? How can, like I know I've known people who have like been terrified of all dogs, like literally, like any dog they are like shit scared at, and I'm like no 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 that like I get people have experiences bad experiences with dogs, but like dogs are so cute and they're so loving, they're so loving in most of their heart. Some dogs have evil, but you should be able to see the ones that have love on their kissing. And I, th I think this might be their first, their first kiss. This potentially is Gerard Butler and Hillary Swank's first kiss. It's pretty steamy. It's pretty close up. I don't, I'm seeing a lot. I'm seeing a lot that I don't necessarily want to see. I don't know. They're not doing make out. They just did a really passionate, big, big lip kiss. Just a mm, one of those ones that tickled my lips. Um, but yeah, so that's what they're doing right now. They're talking in the countryside or oh, going in for round two or oh, it's the makeout and it's so close and I'm hoping they cut away soon. They're, no, they're still, they're, oh, they're still, oh, the dog's there. Uh, that's all I care about in the scene is Brody. Oh, they're still, I just want to let you know they are still macking it on. Macking it on. Let's get it on. Oh, they're still, I'm, I'm, they've just stopped. They have just stopped making out. And that is, Jesus Christ. That is That was a while. That was a long kiss for a PG-13 movie. That was, that was a lot of, that was a lot of action. I don't, 13 year olds shouldn't be looking at this. This is, this is beyond what they need. They don't need to think about death. They don't need to think about how long makeouts last for. They need to do Beyblades. They need a Beyblade. Ugh, this movie, I can't deal with it. They're doing the walkway. This must be their first meeting, right? Let's see if there are any fun factoids. 
fun facts are the fun facts. This is gonna. Oh, my headphones are leaking on top of me. Fun facts. P.S. I love. <laughs> P.S. I love you. P.S. Ah, mm, I love you. She's running away. Hilary Swank is running away into the distance. It was such a big, big makeout that she was like, I don't. Oh, he's okay. So she's reading the letter about like the first time they met, and then he in ghost form, even though he's wearing the exact same thing. So it makes it really hard to not understand what's going on when it's muted. They should. They should have thought about that. Um, but no. So she's holding letter close because she's like, I feel him. He's here with me right now. He's here. I love him. He's my bo- oh, back in New York City because fuck Irish people, I guess. Because giving them jobs wouldn't be a good idea. All right, trivia, trivia. Let's see, that's trivia. The whole letter Jerry sent to his mum and dad in Ireland says, "Dear mum and dad." Well, Doc says there's not much time, so I thought I'd write to you. Seeing how bad. We Kennedys are with modern day contraptions like telephones. I'm sure there's other things. Oh, she's... Hmm? Hired assassin, FBI, vampire slayer. What is she looking... She's looking for a new job. But for some reason, all of her new jobs are vampire slayer, FBI agent, like, killer. Another three weeks later. Anyway, back to the letter that she, he wrote his mum and dad. So he's written his partner, like, 15, like, letters... Um, and he wrote one to his parents. Uh, seeing how bad the Kennedys are with modern day contraptions like telephones. Tell dad to not lay about and to take care of his legs. Keep them walking. I always think of dad walking across the farm, yelling after the hands too lazy to keep the chickens fed. And you, mum, yelling at dad to treat the boys with a farmer's hand, not a father's belt. I remember everything, Mum. What the... And I thank you for giving me a mother's breath of life and love. No son ever loved a mother more. I can tell you that. Never could say it to your face, nor to Dad, but I love you. What a shit fucking note to give to your fucking parents. Jesus Christ. And she's got some shoes with his fucking suspenders built into them so she can remember that time that it hit him in the face. Oh, guess. Um, she's sad around the house. It's been three weeks. Still didn't have a job. Still fucking sad. Um, I, maybe she... Oh, she's designing shoes. She's... Because, de- you know, women in shoes. <laughs> um, back on this letter. <laughs> what the fucking hell? Mum, Dad, I'm dying. Mum, tell Dad not to be lazy. Dad... Don't be... No, wait, no, no. Sorry. Dad, don't be lazy. Mum, tell Dad to not hit people as much with a belt. Tell him to use his hands instead. Uh, by the way, P.S. Like the movie, P.S. I love you. <laughs> Dead. Like, what? That is such a backhanded... Uh, it's autumn, by the way, and she is designing shoes. She's now a shoe designer. She's working as a shoe designer. That's what she's done. I don't know if anything hinted to that in this film... I have not seen anything that has hinted to that in this film. Maybe I talked about the shoes before. I can't remember, but she's now a shoe designer. She's a, you know, you know the logical steps that made that happen there. You know, the the subtle, like, being like, I always loved shoes. Maybe she said that, but I feel like if she said that, that would be the worst dialogue ever written in a film. Oh, this is actually 
a thing that's cool that I I noticed this before the fun fact. Uh, Holly designs Jerry's urn at his request, though not mentioned she makes it match his guitar case, which can be seen in the corner of the apartment. I noticed that before the fun fact. Ha 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 ha. Um, so she's designed shoes. She's uh, it's, by the way, it's Phoebe's wedding. Phoebe's in a wedding dress in a d- dress shop, um, and Holly's walked in going like Holly Hillary Swank has walked in being like, look at my shoes. Fuck your wedding day. I've got new shoes. Um, but, but, I'm trying to figure out what else are things. Um, Hillary Swank was cast as director in the flashback. In the flashback of their first meeting, Holly Swank, Holly Swank, Hillary Swank, Holly, Hillary Swank, fails to quote the 18th century English poet and painter William Blake. She tries to recall a famous quote from Jerusalem, the rise of great of the great Albion, which is, I must create a system or be enslaved by another man's. I will not reason and compare. My business is to create. Sure. That's a quote that they mention that they miss mention in this film. I guess it has nothing to do with the, maybe it's about how she wants to create shoes because, you know, ever since she was a little girl, she wanted to make shoes and now she works in shoes. Cause you know, again, I was a depressed depressed widow and then one day I was like I'm gonna make shoes and then in one um, season's time I worked in shoes and I ma- I make and design my own shoes now and I'm gonna make Phoebe's shoes too because I've designed my friend Phoebe don't know if it's, it's her name in a film but she plays Phoebe in Friends I think I don't know I don't want that show um, she's designing her bridal shoes sure this and oh, it's got colors in it too. Ah, cool colors. Um, but yeah, no, there's no reason. What? She's okay that he's dead now, because he's seen how much love he gives her and how little love he gives his parents. Is that Jeffrey? No, man. There's she's talking to man in a bar. I don't know if it's a date or a friend man or like a sidekick guy. I can't remember seeing his face before. Extremely forgettable face. Maybe he's Irish. I can't tell. It's muted and there are no subtitles. Or I would imagine in this film, from what I've seen, the subtitles in it would read uh, like <laughs> Gerard Butler attempts an Irish accent. I love you. <laughs> That's what it would read, you know, in the parentheses. Anyway. They're talking in a bar. They're, it's a really red bar. Red bar, red bar. Read all about it. Um, it's fine. Extras are having meals to, on either side. There's really not much to talk about. I've really, really given myself a challenge with this first episode, I think. With the first episode of this like series, um, to make a movie that doesn't have any subtitles built into it. Or any subtitles, in fact, at all. And it's a rom-com where barely anything happens. And then I'm going to talk through the entirety of it. This is why I call it the Jet Rector uh, commentary. Because really, it's more about me than it is about the film. Although as it goes on, I really hope I can find people that were actually in these films. Like, I would love to grab like an extra or someone who's just like, just a normal guy who happened to be a part of the film in any way, shape or form. There are so many credits and so many people go into the making of these films there is probably a way that i could get my hands on at least one of the and by hands i mean like creatively not like i'm not gonna jostle them up and be like what was it like to be working on ps i love you and that would be like what 
I don't I don't think anyone remembers working on PS I Love You, but I feel like there's got to be some people here that it was like this was their like this was like the thing that they tell people about, you know, like oh I worked on this like little film. It was called PS I Love You. You won't all right, yeah. Hilary Swank, Jared Butler, Jeffrey Moore. Like these it was like a really cool film to be a part of. Kathy Bates was in it, you know, Oscar Award winner Kathy Bates was in the film, so I think that like that is a that is something that you should probably be impressed with because that's the biggest thing I've done to date. But other like I wonder like how many people in this film, like their number one thing on IMDb is like most known for PS I Love You. Uh, he's left her at the bar, by the way. The man, the guy, the the blandest man in the world just left her sitting alone at the table. Hilary Swank that is. Everyone else in this bar having a great time. Having a ball. Hilary Swank, on, uh, she looks angry, but on the verge of tears. Um, oh, and the, is the waitress... Is the waitress... Wait, waitress... Fucking words are cool. Oh, she just packed up his plate and left. So you just... Just table for one then? And then just packs up his shit. And then... Oh, cold-hearted. Love hospitality. I love the hospitality industry. That is that is cold. I would do that. <laughs> I wouldn't. I work in hospitality, and I. So it's just dining for one then, since your person that you were just with, clearly just left in a huff, because you're still caught in the past about what, your dead husband. Please, that's yesterday's move, sister. Get over it. <laughs> that is what a what a film this is. There's been no unless there's a, a thing like a dialogue going over the top of this that I can't hear. That was just like a two-minute scene of Hilary Swank looking befuddled around, being like, I can't believe he just left. And I think that the Manhattan Bridge that we're seeing an establishing shot of, in case we forgot we were, in fact, in New York City. Just wanted to remember, even though this scene has nothing to do with Manhattan Bridge, we are just in Kathy Bates' Irish pub again. Hilary Swank is doing a little weird half-run... Ugh. The amount of times I genuinely run in my day-to-day... I can't remember the last time I ran. Oh, big cry. Big cry to Mama Bates. Um, I don't know if Kathy Bates plays anyone's mother in this film. Why are you doing noises? Sorry, my microphone's doing noises in my headphones. I hope it's not doing them for you. If they are, I'm so sorry. And you get a complete refund on this free podcast. Anyway, Hilary Swank's doing a big cry to Kathy Bates. Being like, why is... Why are people so mean? I don't want people to be mean anymore. He just stood me up. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he wanted to bang me, but he's in Ireland now. And my husband's dead. My husband's very dead. This, I could be missing. I have, I watched this movie. I watched like the first 20 minutes of this film, got bored, turned it off. And then I was like, you know, it'd be a great film to start my new series on. The film that I was too bored watching in my own private time that I'll just turn into regular content. Is this copyrighted? I'm just describing the story of this film beat by beat, but I'm also probably describing it wrong, and I'm also probably describing it, um, I don't know, not not accurately. Um, Let's go back to the Wikipedia article on what the fuck is going on in this story. Um, because Wikipedia does a pretty good job, for the most part, Wikipedia does pretty good plot recaps of, like, beats to beat of, like, the, of most films, actually. 
It's quite impressive. We are in Central Park or a park in New York right now. There's a gazebo and they have a little walk. Kathy Bates and old mate Swank. Um, what? What? In 2019, Swank in expressed interest in adapting the follow-up book into a second film. Shut up. No, no one wants to see this. No one wants to see the sequel. <laughs> Who is itching for the sequel to P.S. I Love You? Jesus Christ. Um, during the vacation while on a fishing trip, they, loo- they lose the boat's oars, leaving the three women stranded in the middle of the lake. During their wait for help, Shannon and Sharon announces that she is pregnant. Holy shit, I didn't... Yeah, the things you don't hear when you're not listening to the plot. Um, she's pregnant. Oh, congratulations. I didn't know she realized it on the boat. And Denise reveals she's getting married. We knew that one. Denise, I think, is Phoebe. This news causes Holly to relapse emotionally and again withdraw into herself. They are eventually rescued by William, whom Sharon and Denise invite to stay the night because of the pouring rain. Smooth moves. Unable to deny their feelings for each other, William and Holly kiss and they have sex. They begin a conversation about her deceased husband and Holly asks William to drive her to visit her in-laws. Upon revealing their names, William realizes she is the widow of his childhood best friend. Whoa! Maybe I shouldn't be so loud. This is a new apartment. Um, uh, Revealing this causes Holly to panic, but William calms it down and starts to tell stories about his and Jerry's childhood. The next day, Holly visits Jerry's parents, and while they're there receives another letter from Jerry reminding of her first meeting. Arriving home, Holly again withdraws from family and friends as she continues to become more lost and she's inspired by Jerry. After finding one of his suspender clips next to one of her shoes, realizing she has a flair for designing women's shoes. Okay, cool. I'm glad it wasn't anything more than just that. Um, Jesus Christ. She enrolls in a class that teaches her how to actually make shoes she has designed. Newfound confidence allows her to emerge from her solitude and genuinely embrace her friend's happiness. While on her work with her mother. Uh, that's her mom. Kathy Bates is her mom. Good to know. She learns that her mother was the one whom Jerry asked her to deliver the letters to. It wasn't the American Postal System. She delivers her letter after his death. Her mother, ha- her mother hands her the last letter and she takes it home where she gets a voicemail from Daniel asking her to forget everything he said. Clarification needed. That's just the above thing because there's no one to clarify that. About not wanting her. Ah, so I guess the man at the bar was her new lover and then he was like, I don't want you. And then now he's like, actually forget that. I do want you, I guess. She meets him at Yankee Stadium and asks him to read the last letter from Jerry. I guess we're not at Yankee Stadium yet, so I'll pause it there. They're about to go to Yankee Stadium. Oh, I just spoiled some bits, I guess, but um, she's upset. I don't know if she's upset at her being like, motorbike. Anyway, uh, they're crying. Both of them are crying because I guess she was like, I wish... I didn't, I wanted to tell you, but I couldn't. But just the thought made me so happy seeing you so sad. <laughs> I don't, I don't like these films. Um, I guess she forgives her because it was like, I wanted to give you them when you needed them the most. Or s- some bullshit like that. <laughs> um, she, okay. She's just walked off. 
no bye, just like, I love you. And then just, I think there was no like proper goodbye, like hug goodbye. She kind of just like walked off into the distance. She, they're standing on a bridge and then just slowly walked away. Like, you know, all good mothers do, just leaving their daughters stranded on a bridge. <gasps> she's about to read the last letter, which I don't think is going to happen. I think she's going to save it. Hilary Swank's doing a good job at acting. Considering I don't know what she's being said, she's still acting pretty, like, I can tell how she's feeling. We're now in winter. Those last scenes took place in autumn. I think we're about a year and a half into dead, dead husband. Um, now would be the time I'd be like, you know, you're allowed to still be traumatized and hurt, but, like, moving on could be a, a thing that you can do now. She's reading it, by the way. She's quite happy to read this letter. She's she's reading it on the couch. There's no spoilers. She's just reading the letter. She's slowly closing it. It's Christmas time, by the way. I forget winter America Christmas time. There's Christmas things everywhere. There was an establishing shop with so many Christmas things that we had to be told that this is Christmas. Um, and it's probably the second Christmas thing. Maybe the first. Maybe he died just after Christmas. I don't... I haven't... I've watched this movie over the last, like, like 72 hours, and she... They're at Yankee Stadium. Oh, it was a voicemail. She was listening to the voicemail. Alright, that makes sense. By the way, it's an empty Yankee Stadium. Um, do you have, Oh, cool. I'm just reading this, because I'll let you guys know now, because I'm sure that there's a whole conversation with a whole, um, shoulder, uh, shot reverse shot that's about to happen. Um... Smith's up Yankee Stadium asking to read the last letter from Jerry, who tells her not to turn away from new love. Daniel and Holly kiss, but they decide they're better off as friends. Haha, <laughs> this movie ends in a friend zone. <laughs> friends are not real. Um, yeah. So I think she's about to... She's pretty much... They've gone to Yankee Stadium. I don't know how or why or what the what the purpose of them being at Yankee Stadium is, but they're in front of it. like it's it's not no one's there. It's an empty stadium, and they're like, "That's just hey, let's catch up for coffee somewhere." And she's like, "No, we need to go to Yankee Stadium. Can we get into Yankee Stadium?" And then now they're in Yankee Stadium. Now there's a fact here. There's a there's a there's a trivia fact about Yankee Stadium in here. I think, I think I or a goof or a gag, or a goof or a gag. Uh... He's reading the letter out, so I don't actually know what's going on. She's just pacing back and forward, so I don't. I'm just trying to fill time at the moment. Should I try to get into beatboxing, guys? What do you think? Maybe it's in a goof. Maybe it's maybe it's a goof. Maybe there was a goof. I remember seeing Yankee Stadium somewhere. Let's see if there's any goofs in this scene. Um, oh, there's apparently a factual error. When Holly and Daniel get into Yankee Stadium after hours, the batters and the baselines are perfectly drawn in the infield. These would not be present after hours. They are drawn with chalk and only put down after batting practice. And just before the games by games end, they are worn away. Stupid fucking movie. <laughs> Stupid movie. Stupid movie. <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. 
Oh my god. This is this is not a good. Oh, they're gonna kiss. They're gonna kiss. Because apparently there was a love triangle in this film that I apparently wasn't aware of. Because apparently man is a love interest, which I didn't see at all in this movie. I think because he was at the funeral and all like the emotional scenes, I didn't process as him as like a romantic interest. That must have been told in the dialogue. Which I don't know. Is a good movie? Does does it have to be like everything? Does it have to? Could is does a good movie mean you could watch it without any audio and it still make complete sense? Or I don't know. I don't because it's the director's vision to be able to tell a film just with the the picture the picture. But does that mean that? Oh, they started laughing and walking away. Maybe they're like this. No, nah, this doesn't work. This this feels yuck. Let's just be friends. Yeah, this this let's just be friends. Good Sony advertising there. I can just see the big Sony logo at Yankee Stadium. Just making sure that we got a paid promotion with Sony just slopped schlopped in here. Just being oh handshake. The universal sign for I do not want to have sex with you. <laughs> anyway, that's ugh, how long does this movie have? <laughs> Too long is the answer to that question. Too long indeed. Um, give it a little hug. Oh, a little sad hug. Saddest hug in the world. Hmm. All the things that they could have been. And they're doing this again. One of them. I don't know if you can get into Yankee Stadiums after hours this easily. I don't know if that's a thing that you can just roll, stroll on into. She's an out of work, like shoe student she's a student in shoes and i don't know who he is but he's not mr baseball and i can tell you that much maybe he has like season tickets and in this fucking universe they're like season tickets means we can just go pretty much anywhere we want in the stadium at whatever time oh she she got married phoebe got married phoebe's at the wedding phoebe's having a wedding and the friends are there oh she's having a goofy time <gasps> the girl's pregnant the girl said she was pregnant on the boat's pregnant oh holly's got shoes now there's a, I think this is the end of the film. There's a slideshow. We got a slideshow and look at all these shoes that apparently Holly's. They look like every other shoe. <gasps> James Masters had a baby. James Masters, that was his baby. Oh, she's hugging Butler. She's hugging one of the slideshows. She's hugging Austin Butler. So, and it's in black and white, so you can tell like it's the past. Um, we're in. I'm gonna say it's Ireland. Spoiler alert: This is the where we're in Ireland because I'm telling you this much. There's two places that this movie is shown us: it's New York City and Ireland. This is Ireland. <laughs> She's gotten out the Irish taxi. The probably taxi driver like top of the morning to your we live. <gasps> she got her mum in Ireland. Her mum's gone to Ireland now, and she's like, "This is where my boyfriend grew up." And by boyfriend, I mean my dead, soon-to-be husband. Were they were they fiancés? Were they engaged, or were they actually husband and wife? I can't remember anymore. I think she's got donuts or biscuits, and that was a really choppy editing decision just then. Uh, they gone into the Kennedys and a scary, and a scary, and a scary. <gasps> Jeffrey Dean Morgan is carrying hay. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is carrying hay. Apparently, the jackets mess up in the scene, which I'm excited to see that because again. You never guess what this director's chosen to do this dialogue as. If you guessed shot, reverse shot, you would be absolutely correct. That is the only... Oh, there was hay on his jacket. Now there's no... Oh, she dropped... Oh, handsome. 
oh, handsome Jeffrey Dean Morgan's dad is just as hot as Jeffrey Dean Morgan for Kathy Bates. Mum and mum, they're gonna be like sister, sister, sister husband, sister, sister wife. Cause no wait, like, like, mother sister. No wait, hang on. How does that? Sister daughter, sister daughter is how it works. If if your mum, if you and your mum date someone's dad and their son, you become, like sis, like like, like wife daughter and husband husband son. That's what that is. Oh, we got oh dolly shot crane crane shot. Oh my god, is that does that mean does that mean the film's over because a big panning crane shot? Play uh, island. Oh, they're walking into this. Oh, thank fucking god. I think this film's the end. Oh, thank yes, we did it. <laughs> it's the end. It's the end. It's the end of this film. Oh my, we did it. We did it, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Oh no, it was actually dedicated to someone. Oh no, this film is dedicated in loving memory of Winland Smith Rice. Um, that that's sweet. If you're at the Winland Smith Rice. That that one was for you. I'm sorry if I made fun of your film. Um, but no, that was the film. Like how the script supervisor gets their own whole title card. Wow, that was a lot. Just for a script. All right, their contracts must have been pretty cool. Um, yeah, no, that was the film. Uh, yeah, that that happened. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of podcast. Let me know if you like this format. Let me know if it's the worst thing you've ever heard. Message me on Jet Bond everywhere. I got a show. Got Cool Hair Club happening every month on the first Friday of every month. Go check that one out. Cool Hair Club on Instagram. I've also got a bunch of shows coming out uh, in a couple in a couple months. Uh, March 29th through to April 11th. I've got no March 29th to April 9th. I think no. Yeah. Yeah. March 29th to April 9th. I've got my Melbourne International Comedy Festival show. So go check that one out. Thank you so much for listening. My name's been Jet Bond. You have just watched P.S. I Love You. And let's kick it and rip it. See you later, guys. Oh, I need to fucking get out of the film and then I need to stop. Bye.